Welcome to the Everything Early Childhood podcast designed for approved providers, nominated supervisors and other childcare leaders. This fun, lighthearted and very serious podcast features weekly episodes on strategy, advice and conversations with fascinating and inspiring people from across our sector. Join the journey and have access to the tools and inspiration you need to create high performing childcare businesses. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Everything Early Childhood. It's Lisa Brown here, your host, and I am so blessed to be sitting here looking out at a beautiful blue sky today. So if you hear some um, weird noises in the background, I'm sitting outside in the beautiful Byron Bay at the farm. And today we have an amazing guest to share with you today. She is um, an extraordinary, beautiful human being, um, and she's just started on her journey of early childhood ownership so we thought we would take a delve into her story and see what comes out today so her name is Candace Henry from Bossy Boots up in Kingscliff welcome Candace thank you for having me on your podcast I kind of feel like I need an applause button. I know where's our little applause button I know that would be awesome hey yeah, but thank you so much for having me on your podcast I'm excited to share my story no worries thanks for coming on so I wanted to get started so tell us a little bit about your background and yet yeah, how you got into the journey of early childhood I had been working on and off in early childhood since I was just out of school um, and then I went off and became a business owner in other different adventures so I first had a retail store um, and then I went off and opened my own gym and became a personal trainer, life coach and all these wonderful amazing things and then COVID came mm. and so did my third child and life just completely changed in so many scary but great ways and I made a decision to sell the gym um, which obviously was really tricky for me but I wasn't putting in what it needed and mm. I was almost a handbrake on the success for the people that were working with me at that time. So I made a really tricky decision um, to sell out and I did and I enjoyed being a stay-at-home mom. Um, something that COVID taught me was to enjoy that process, um, which I hadn't done before that because I was always a working mom. So I did that and I absolutely loved it. Mm. And then, I don't know, I have this itching desire. I went back, I got asked to go back and help out at the centre that I'd always worked at. And I thought, oh God, I'd love to buy this. And it's really funny because I think it was in 2010, I sent a resignation letter to my owner and down the bottom it said, P.S. Next time I come back here, it's to run this place. Wow. So it's yeah. really funny when I found that letter after I had begged her to sell to me for about a year. Mm-hmm. And she finally said, yes, I found that letter and sent her to it. How amazing is so that? Cool, yeah. yeah, so cool. Yeah. So that's what I did. And I brought the center completely naive and passionate and excited. Um, yeah. And I remember when we first met, because that's when we first yes. met on that start of your journey. Yes. And I remember thinking so clearly, like how driven you were, how focused, motivated, and just really... Um, 
that kind of person that looks towards that growth and yeah. just being the best that they can at what they do. Yeah. And you, you applied yourself so much in that process. Yeah, I think I've tried, but I probably mm. think this year has taught me a lot, a lot about mm. myself. Yeah. And I've brought out areas that I needed to work on, I guess, that I didn't realise that I needed to work on. It's been really tricky. I've always had, like, this really positive... Um, understanding compassion about people and life Mm. and I feel like in this year I've really gone to um, I don't know show different sides of myself that I haven't loved interesting it's brought I can't I don't know I feel like it almost brought out the best but the worst in me Mm. whilst I tried to find my feet as this I think I walked in so excited to make this big difference like I was so passionate on how I can make this the best center for the educators to work in how i can have every family just think it's the, the best you know i pour every cent and all of my love into this space um so i think with that had to come exhaustion and had to come bad habits you know that had to creep back through and i had to learn through that again yeah so right really tricky. it definitely wasn't the exciting ride I thought it was yeah like how long did that honeymoon last yeah, yeah, yeah in that initial period it wasn't, it wasn't that exciting yeah. but I've hit my first year now and I can really feel all of those feelings I had from the start come back so mm. I feel like I don't know whether I guess it's also like being a mum that first year is hard and it's scary so I just didn't expect that mm. so it feels nice to feel that coming back now and I feel like I now have the confidence and the learnings to take it on for the next year in a better way than I probably have this year. Yeah, well, incredible. So let's go back to that then. So for anyone out there that's thinking about buying a centre, I think it would be really useful to sort of delve into a couple of those challenges. So what for you would you say is your two biggest challenges and how have you overcome them? I think a work-life balance is something that doesn't exist and Mm. I think it's something that we do talk a lot about um but I think that in any industry with what I've learned that we've got to stop chasing that balance and we have to just figure out how to wear different hats at different times instead of it having to be this this balance um so I found I worked a lot more than I thought I was going to work okay but I also loved the work right yes so So it just drew you in yeah so I didn't work because I had to I Mm. really was enjoying it like I loved learning about it I loved taking it on so yeah so I think that was the hard part yeah and then um I don't know, I wanted to promise the world and I may have overcommitted in my promises Okay. to all of our staff um, and I think I was so deep in the survival of the start learning mm. that maybe I didn't deliver, I shouldn't on some of the promises I did commit to. Yeah, right. And because I'm that hard. Yeah, and it's when you amazing. have well and when you have a big vision, it's and especially in that beginning phase and that beginning period, it's really challenging like to feel like you want to be, you know, ten steps ahead of where you are right now, but it's coming back to that grounding to be like, well you know what, this is where we're at yes. right now. Yeah, just like mm. the conversation we had this morning. Mm. You know, like we're watching people and we we always want to get to somewhere. 
and we have this big vision which is amazing to have but the understanding of the time it takes to get to that vision instead of being like I'm just going to walk on it yeah everything's going to be amazing because that's what I want it to be yeah instead of yeah it is going to be amazing but it's mm. also going to be a process to get to that amazing and what was your vision of like before you started what was your vision of what it was going to be like everybody comes into work just so excited mm-hmm. and they just love their day and it's like such an awesome place to be um all the children just come in so happy they run on into the center and everyone just feels so at home and confident and calm and i'm going to use the word compliant because i sadly wanted compliance right um and i learned this year that 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 is not going to that's not what I'm looking for. It's not compliant. I am looking for calm and a nurturing environment. I'm so sorry. I have to laugh because we're doing this podcast live at the farm. <laughs> and lots happening around us. We're in a nice... <laughs> if you can hear that. But some you might not be able to. Let's just keep on rolling. <laughs> rolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did. I wanted compliance. Unfortunately, right. I've learned a lot this year at that. That's such an old way of thinking in early childhood. You know, you want your rooms to run perfectly, all the children to sit up, sit up perfectly, participate perfectly, and that is what is a centre that's amazing. Right. So yeah, that was your vision of what so it was really like, well. and then so well behaved, and, it was mm. like that. and I think now becoming, I've learned so much as a mum as well this year that I don't want my children to be like that. I want them to come and feel loved and and learn through play and and thrive on pushing those boundaries yes and having that voice and being themselves yeah Yeah. so then it's also then you have to flip that around and trying to teach educators that this is the vision we're going for now like we're so stuck in our old ways so Mm. oh man there has been some roller coaster rides this year yeah up and down up and down some really cool learnings that i feel like now going into our second year yeah um it's just gonna be so cool yeah so cool you've got past the first hurdle that first 12 months high five to you congratulations (laughs) awesome perfect even the approved provider process was just oh think whoa how did i even get through that i remember sitting your exam not mm. your exam sorry i was doing your modules on yeah to prepare for that exam and i'm reading through going whoa where am i going it's so much information yeah. to take in yeah, it is. Mm. A lot at the start but i think yeah that's the journey hey it's just that the process is challenging and you just have to ride it out yeah um and then you get in there and you start testing and playing around with things yourself and learning for yourself those mistakes and now i feel like it's just growth here yeah and isn't it funny like every time you step out of your comfort zone into something that obviously is uncomfortable it it is when you step into that growth like that means you're growing and I love that for you (laughs) (laughs) it has been the most uncomfortable but rewarding year ever yeah amazing and I don't think that there's a day or that will go by that doesn't have its challenges but what do you think that we just come become more resilient and more um adaptable to things that just do present themselves yeah we definitely become more resilient I believe that but I also think that I don't know a challenge 
maybe we could look at challenges differently like it's mm. the challenges in this is a good thing yeah like i'm challenging my reasons why here like this means we're about to learn something new or we're about to change directions for a good reason or maybe we need to turn around and go back to a different direction so i feel like maybe the outlook on a challenge is different well for me now personally than before a challenge before was like oh shit how can i get someone to help me through this mm. and now it's like cool why is this a challenge yeah, so going through that critical reflection yeah. process and really breaking it down. Yeah, yeah to come out the other side. Definitely. Love that. <laughs> well, I'm curious to know, so based on your previous experience of like owning the gym and like your retail, what skills do you think you brought in from like previous roles into this one that you have now? Energy. Energy, yeah, yeah. Passion. I've always loved, I've been very passionate about any of the businesses that I've been in before. So I've never really had a goal of make this a financial um, job, mm-hmm. you can say. Like my, I've, I've done business because I love the business I'm doing. Um, so I feel like I've been really lucky in that I am such a passionate person that I don't have to be like, okay, I've got to tick these boxes because I need it for survival. Mm. I'm ticking these boxes because I'm really passionate about about what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So I learned that through one of my businesses that I did that I didn't love. I was just doing it for the having a job. So I opened up a retail store and that was just my income. And I didn't love it. And then I opened my gym and I loved it. And whatever. Yes. And now having Bossy Boots, I'm pouring everything into making that better because that's what our community needs and it's not just about me. Yeah, and it's incredible because, like, you're such a people person. I couldn't imagine you having, like, an online retail store that you don't see people and um, engage and interact with them. So this is perfect. And I know one of your challenges has been to sort of define your role and what you want your role to be as the approved provider. So can you talk a little bit about the structure of your centre and, yeah, how you're sort of – because it's still, I guess, a journey in progress – so how are you defining what your role is and I guess like letting go a little bit and trusting? So I bought a center that I've always worked at, so awesome. And that has the same team. Most of the girls have been there for at least 10 years. So the staff turnover isn't big. I'm so lucky, so I'm sorry to everyone that's listening out there that's having staff problems. Yeah, beautiful um, team. We have amazing educators, so I'm really lucky. But at the same time, they have been there for a long time. And if you've got someone like me with all of this energy and excitement walking into your center, it is a little bit scary and a little bit daunting. And I did get a lot of backlash with that from amazing people. They weren't like they weren't in a mean way going against what I was saying. But when I look back at it now, I, I came in big and strong and excited when I maybe I should have come in a little bit quieter but anyways it's done now (laughs) live and learn live and learn Um, yeah so then we have a director that has been the director for 17 years at bossy boots and a a really good friend of mine and then there's me so um, I also have kind of taken on the director's role as well and I think I've been learning that this year that I really trust my director 
Um, so I need to let go of the micromanaging that I've been doing um, for my own purpose, but for her benefit as well. Um, so that's something that I am really working on now for myself. Um, which I think a lot of people that have just started in business, it's, it's a control thing. Yeah. Um, and I know I used to do that as a wife until I seeked a lot of personal growth in that area of my life as well. Like, I think every kind of new thing, new role we take on as human. Yeah. Wife, really mother, yeah. business owner, yeah. director. Yeah. You have to learn. And I feel like to learn, it is kind of taking control. Um, but... Yeah, I've learned that I need to let go of that and I need to trust the process. But then I also need to be confident in hard conversations on a regular basis so that everything is going the way that I guess I expect it to be. And so. and how do you um, how do you do that? Like what's your mindset and what goes through your mind to be able to have those difficult conversations? Because I know that a lot of people may struggle um, in having those. So what goes through your mind to have those conversations or before those conversations? Um, I come from a really good place every time I have those conversations. Yep. So I don't feel really bad about it because I mm. know that my intention is only to help that person um so I I guess I don't feel too bad about it but I also I reflect on myself too like could I have done something different to make this situation better so I take responsibility for the conversation so I'm not going to pull someone aside and say you 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 I will always be like I've noticed that I've been doing this and if I pull back I'm hoping that you'd be able to step up and do this so I make it a conversation um, instead of it being direct but I don't, I'm still learning how to do that you know that <laughs> um, so that's something that I think we'll all be learning and I, in this role I think it's something that is really important but it also has to be nurtured yeah and I think what you do so beautifully I think as well is I love that before going into that conversation you set the intention and with what you want the conversation to be but I think also what you do really well which you don't give yourself enough credit for is I think you put a lot of time into thinking about who you're speaking to and what their personality is and what they're like and how they work definitely (laughs) that is one thing I do do so I will have a different conversation with a different staff member but it could be the exact same topic but I know they need to hear it differently Mm. Um, so I'm I'm really lucky that I have had a lot of training in um, leadership roles Um, so I feel like I can have that communication but in saying that the last year I think everything I learned has gone out the window it's only now that I'm starting to remember those qualities yeah because we talked a lot about today about being in it um you know being in the trenches and that often you get stuck in those trenches and it's hard to see like any sort of direction and not until you overcome that that then you start to think I know this yeah Yeah, so who have I been where have I been so that's Mm. why I'm like yes I'm so excited right now (laughs) because I'm like I finally remember who I am Mm. so it's nice and I was chatting to some of the girls you know at the start of the year um in early childhood it is it's challenging but by the end of the year you're loving it but you come back to work and you're like whoa new room new children everyone's settling in and it's really hard for those first few months and I think everyone forgets that those few months are hard, but stick it in there, like it's going to get easier. And I have one of our educators who had a really tricky start to the year. And 
every time we threw advice or tips or anything at her, she, she took nothing on. Mm. And I remember saying at the time to our director, we can't, we can't help her right now because she's in her own hole here. We can't help somebody when they're in a hole. All we can do is give strategies to get out yeah. or help her just to get out, not ideas on how to survive, just get out of the hole. And once they're out of that hole, then we can help them with our ideas and strategies and on how to make the day an easier day for her. Yeah. But in when you're in those moments, I think if someone's coming in and telling you what you need to do to make it work for you, you're not ready for that. So I think that's something that a lot of, I don't know, directors, I think, um, we need to look at with our educators instead of being like, okay, here's all the answers. No, 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 they're not ready mm, for those answers. Mm. They just need you to hear them out, help them survive, and then. So what, to, and we're going back to their, like, Maslow's hierarchy of needs there, that, yeah. that safety, security, shelter, like, I need to feel safe yeah. before I can then, you know, obviously escalate and love and belong and feel that growth what sort of strategies did you work through with her specifically i think honestly just support and right listening. yeah okay because there's nothing else that we could offer but just to hear her out yeah hear you are you okay check in can we ex- offer an extra staff member where we can offer an extra staff member mm. those kind of support all that time off or yeah, yeah break emotional support you know yeah strategies yeah okay um, and then the strategies came along after that and she yeah beautiful and often like you know we talked about the gears earlier like in a person or a business like going up the gears one yes. two three four five but going down the gears and every one of us will be in a different season yeah. um or a different gear so i identifying that and working on their yeah nervous system regulation how can i support you is really important yeah yeah because we're all human 100%. we're all human and we're all <laughs> gonna have those have those moments yeah. um you know where we do need and it might not even be work related often i find that it's something from home or something from outside of work that they don't feel like is impacting them a lot but then they un- unconsciously take it into their day um so when they complaining about something or come to you about something it's like asking like five whys to actually get to the core of what the issue actually is yeah definitely i i listened to well i didn't listen i went to an event once and um the speaker there said to us a lot of businesses tell their staff leave your personal shit at home yeah you do not bring it in this store so when you get to work it's game on that's me i'm game on all the time right but i don't believe that for our educators because Mm. they spend a lot of time at our center Mm. with that team like more time with the team they're working with than they are at home yeah if you if you have to switch off from your feelings at home when just because you get to work i feel like it almost can boil up to a resentment yeah so I feel like sometimes it's okay to come to work and be like, you know what, I'm not feeling it today. Yeah. And you've got a team that can be like, it's cool, I've got your back, I'll take these lead roles for you or, or to support you. So I feel like having an environment like that is awesome. But in early childhood, I've seen there's so much burnout that we don't have a second, I guess, to peel back the layers and, and be like that. It's just like, no, we don't have time to deal with your personal stuff here. Mm. We all move on. I feel like right. That's, that's a, old mentality of yeah of the center mm. um so that's something that i feel that i'm really strongly in 
is having a supportive team so you can come to work and, and let out some of the personal stuff. Oh, it's so tough. It's so tough because I think, yeah, it's something that's been ingrained for so long, that idea of like leave it at the door. But this is a part of our life. Like it's not a separate to our life and work. Like this is all our life. Um, you know, lots of things come to mind. Like, um, you know, I'm at 80%, you know, or you're at 20%. Yeah. Hey, how can I give you some of my percent and step up and help you today? Um, yeah, so many, so many different things. But just being able to communicate. I, I've watched um, or saw this video the other day and it was a CEO. And so every day he has up on his wall um, in his office, he has a score with where he's at for the day. So like eight out of 10, four out of 10, three out of 10. And um, yeah, so that every time anyone comes in, they can actually see where he's at for the day and what he needs. I love that. That's Because mm. cool some people also struggle to communicate that yeah. as well. So they just let off that mood yeah. instead of just saying, hey, this is where I'm at today. Yeah, and people don't think it affects them too much, but it does and it does. And I think just being a bit honest and open around where you're at can really help everybody else around you too. Because another thing that we find in early childhood, I don't know if you've experienced this too, Candice, but is that when people are like that, they feel that it's about them. Yeah. So when somebody's in a bad mood or somebody's cranky, it's like, oh my gosh, they hate me. Yeah. <laughs> like it's about me. And then it just starts to explode yeah. from there. Working in early childhood is also, I find, really similar to the dynamics of a husband and wife. Yeah. yeah. Like the same kind of rules apply with teens and things like that. And, you know, someone's like, oh, I'm always having to do this. I shouldn't have to ask them to do that. Like those kind of little chit-chat conversations. Mm, mm. I'm like, oh, it just sounds like a husband and wife sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. So I'm trying really hard to change yeah. those kind of um, conversations and that kind of language in our centre. Mm. And I had, um, we've been working also with Angela Lockwood, who I, I know you know of. Um, and she's been an amazing asset for our team. And I'll never forget, she said one day, if somebody comes in and says, take 10 minutes, yeah, I got your back. Mm. Previously, people would be like, oh, shit, I must be doing something wrong. Yes. Or I must not be doing the right thing or someone else, she thinks she can do it better than me. But it's not that. It's saying, I love you. Take 10 minutes. I'll see you back here soon. That's right. And yeah. It's coming from a place of love and support. Mm. It's not, I'm better than you. Let me come and take over. It is, I love you, take 10 minutes. Yes, so yes. It's a really cool thing. And she said that to the girls mm. in a workshop at our centre. I could see everyone just go, ah. Oh. And then we talked about the staff that wouldn't ask. Yes, it's so true. Because um, they feel like they're failing or like they're doing something wrong yeah. or that. I don't need 10 minutes. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I think that's an Australian thing, you know, like, oh, she'll be right. I'll be right. That mindset mm. blows my mind too, though. Mm. Like I, I, that's not, I'm happy to say, oh, my God, I just need to take a moment here. So it's it's funny when you do come up against people that literally cannot do that, like, that's been a real big eye-opener for me as well. Yeah. So encouraging that vulnerability with your team is just so important. But what we've come across lately is um, the mindset that they're not able to recognise yeah, okay. when they're at that point. So, like, even for me, like, I can handle very high levels of stress, like, just naturally, and it's fine. And But because of that, the deficit is that I don't recognise when I'm actually 
might need a break or I am stressed. So, yeah, we've been coming across a few people that they don't even recognise when they're at that point. So it's like, you know how we say, like, um, red, orange, green and take a break when you're, like, in that orange before it gets to that red. They don't recognise the signs or the signals, like, within their body or that they're at that point. Yeah, right. It's a tricky one, isn't it? It's so tricky. As a director of a centre, um, you have a lot of responsibilities in that role that I feel like sometimes we just think that managing our staff's emotions yeah. is not part of it, but I feel like that's probably one of our biggest parts. Huge, yeah. Like imagine going to work knowing that you're supported no matter what for the day. Like you're bringing your best self. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that's a really important part that we need to start changing um in early childhood yeah um is that's that i don't know compassion and understanding for our educators just like we give it to our children yeah and patience yeah Yeah. Yeah, we have these expectations of our educators but when you think of the things that we're you know when we're having a chat to child sometimes they just need a time out we're like that's cool yeah they just need some take five yeah yeah that's that's totally fine because it's a child Mm. it's totally fine for you as an educator as well yeah yeah so it's funny some of the rules that we say are okay because they're a child we need to take on for ourselves as an adult it's so true and i often do that and people like isn't that a bit condescending (laughs) like when we say well what would you do what would you say to a child if that happened and like isn't that condescending and i'm like no because i think we have so much more patience and like as you said compassion for children but often we don't seem to be able to apply it to our co-workers And it reminds me, um, one of my beautiful clients shared a podcast with me a couple of weeks ago. And in the podcast, they were talking about giving your team permission to be themselves. Oh my God, I listened to Did you listen podcast. to that too? I loved that. Yes. And I was listening going, oh my God, that actually, you wouldn't, I don't know. I yes, that, me I too. Like, wow, that is awesome. Yeah. I was like, Surely people don't need permission to be themselves. And I guess, you know, for me, I find it quite easy and natural to be who I am. But for others, like they may not find it as easy. So, yeah, it's almost like giving them an invitation to be themselves. And I can be myself here. You can be yourself here. Yeah, I I did. I listened to that and thought, oh, my God, I wouldn't have thought the same either. But I feel like just implementing that into your centre could be such a changer yeah because sometimes things that we think like even in a team meeting for example um we were having a training in a team meeting and somebody spoke up like no one was talking like no one was saying anything everyone was muted and just a simple invitation by saying you know we'd love to see everyone's thoughts like what are you thinking and then like you know it was online so the chat box just like lit up and everyone's like oh I love that um you know Sarah you do that so well and like Tracy you're you do that amazing and you know just by offering that invitation yeah. made such a difference yeah it's really cool hey mm. crazy yeah I mean just reminders to do things that you know you've always done your entire life it's like oh yeah whoopsies I forgot <laughs> yeah <laughs> so true it's yeah. so true it's so true so what advice so what advice would you give or what advice would you give yourself had you go back now a year ago like before you bought the center what advice would you give to someone else or yourself at that stage 
I don't think I would change anything because I've learned so much. Mm. Um, and I love, I don't love that I handled some situations not how I would have expected to in the past. But I love that I've had to figure out a lot about myself. So I'm, I'm definitely not changing anything. But advice, just ride with it. <laughs> Go with it, yeah. Go with it because every obstacle every challenge they're all an opportunity to learn and to grow so I feel like every roadblock I used I learned this from Tony Robbins but frustration means you're about to have a breakthrough so every time I would be so overwhelmed or frustrated I was like I'm about to break through like yes 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 it's coming that mentality a lot so yeah I think that my advice would be maybe slow down yeah slow down and enjoy the journey um and just yeah have fun ride it out it's definitely not easy so i think be okay with that Mm. i expected it not i think my expectations because i've come from a business that i was so confident in and that i was like doing so amazing in you know i came from a pt where i had so many people wanting to train with me I was an inspiration to so many people I was a confident and happy person like I was just loving life and everybody around me had that same energy and then I kind of went into a different role where that energy wasn't met and it was tricky so I think slow down and just enjoy that ride is definitely my advice yeah for what it is and I feel the same you know like in in my last podcast if if you haven't listened to it yet go back and listen but it's the journey of an approved provider and even for myself back then like I remember feeling like I was like nah we're not amazing we're not great like when you're in it you can't see it like you need but I I do have not regrets at all because it was the same thing like definitely a learning journey but I had wished that I had slowed down and was really able to see it for what it was and enjoy it Um, because I think with lots of things we tend to rush through them and we just want that light at the end of the tunnel but isn't that life like it's going through those ups and downs but feeling it and feeling all those feels so we can get all of that growth and all of that emotion yeah and how sucky if it was just so easy yeah you know what I mean like Mm. you don't get that reward going wow you really pushed your boundaries you played outside your comfort zone like cheering and celebrating those kind of things well how did you celebrate overcoming that and your wins or over yeah growing talking about how proud i am yes this communication of that i think is big and like you said before when you're in the thick of it you don't see it so that's one Mm. thing i challenge all anyone listening to this that's in the industry and that's feeling exhausted at the end of every day even before you leave work if you've got a locker or when you get home in your diary write down three things that happened today that were really awesome like three good things that yep. happened in your day or even one if that's what it has to be but there should be three there should be heaps more <laughs> three yeah um, but it just makes you start to see them because right now when you're at work and you're only feeling like you're dealing with dramas or mm. you're dealing with hiccups or whatever it's hard just to get out of that mindset with oh this person's this this person's that when if you can I guess start taking gratitude in each day Mm. um, I feel like we can change our mindsets about how we're feeling in the center and that exhaustion feeling so that 
I would challenge anyone to start. Oh, 100%. Like, gratitude is the cure of everything. Like, we can't feel both hateful and grateful at the same time. Um, So it's so crucial to find that. And I always say, what you look for is what you will attract. 100%. So if you're looking for and you're caught up in all of that negativity, and it's so easy to get caught in that spiral of, of, you know, that madness, but you need to almost be above that. Um, You know, we say like work on your business, not in your business. (laughs) Everyone's on a, we're on a journey, journey. That's right. But yeah, what you, what you look for is what you'll attract. More of that. It's easy for us to say that while we're not sitting in the center behind the desk. So like, I fully understand that. I've been in there going, I've come in with this positive mindset and then about two months in going, oh, whoa wow it's hard to stay positive yeah you got to protect yourself yes Yes, have boundaries like we talk a lot about boundaries and you got to protect that so much but um you know the other conversation we had today was around like feeling guilty almost for doing things for yourself um as an owner as a business owner But the thing is that if you don't protect who you are and you don't protect your mind to be able to stay that strong and that positive and that, um, what do we call, Candice is the CMO. (laughs) So that's her role. That's what she's working at. Working towards. (laughs) Yeah, Chief Motivation Officer over here um, for her service. But you've got to keep that strength in your own mindset to be able to come in and, and be that beacon or that, you know, North Star. Yeah, 100% every single day (laughs) and it's tough so um my last question for you is like how have you got through the journey so I know that as any type of leadership position it's never um healthy to like vent to your team and and bring that and we have to be strong and we have to come in with that really strong mindset and positivity but how have you got through this period um yeah who have been your people like who yeah how have you got through this journey talk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've probably cried more in the last 12 months than I have in my entire life I'm an emotional person but only for happy things so I'm a crier about happy things like I'm someone that can just be like this is such a beautiful day and just get tears in my eyes yeah but I don't normally cry over being I, I get, I'm gonna say overwhelmed mm-hmm. and this year I have cried a lot and I've for the first time felt anxiety wow um, so I've had a so much and I think I still rock up to work every day with no one would know that that had kind of hit me Mm. so it has been really tricky like that but I'm really good at self-talk and self-motivation what do you say to yourself like what are some of the messages or mantras that you have that are your go-to's that these feelings are going to make you feel so good in a few months time okay so like I'm always so good to say god you're going to be so proud once you get past this yeah okay um, or I would come home and I'll be a bit moody or whatever I'll talk about my day but then I feel really empowered by it afterwards as well Mm. so I take empowerment from those challenging moments yeah um and I've thrived on being vulnerable this year. <laughs> and was that uncomfortable for you to embrace that? Like, we know our favourite girl, Brene Brown, give her a shout out. Um, yeah, it is tricky. Mm. Yeah, it definitely is tricky. Um, but I guess it's so important. Yeah. And I'm lucky that my husband is at home um, with our children as well. So it took a lot of stresses off 
that side of things for me so I didn't have to feel so much pressure and racing home for the kids and stuff like that all the time so I did have a little bit of extra time up my sleeve I needed to stay back at work and get stuff done so that when I got home I could have a cry and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then get on with tomorrow yeah to yeah I'm lucky my life is so amazing so once I leave work I'm so grateful for mm. Mm. Like I, I can think of like I, I can think of one day I'm like oh my god this staff member this staff member that staff member but then I'm like oh my god they're all so amazing but today they just challenged me yes yes but they are all so amazing yes and to say that and I love that like today was a challenging day yeah that's it. That's it. But tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think often what we can do, and it, it might not even be a day, like it might get down to like, sh- that was a, I was about to say, sh- well, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, but wow, that was a really challenging hour. And then moving yeah. into the next hour, do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. doesn't mean that it has to flow into the entire day yeah. or the entire week or the entire month. I think I did lots of maybe a little bit too much research as well because then I was like reading books that would say, stop praising everybody so much because then they only expect praise from you mm. and I'm coming in praising presents and praises and all this at this team because I'm like I'm the new owner I'm gonna treat you guys like yeah mm. so I'm throwing everything at everybody and then I'm like oh now they expect that every day and now they don't have that respect for me I'm, I'm like this is really tricky so there was a lot of balancing on how to be an amazing leader but have boundaries and guidelines and expectations yeah so it's big yeah huge huge (laughs) and you want to I think people either come in with two mindsets they're like I'm going to crack down and be really harsh and um you know go full on and like you know like you said they're very excited and they want to make an amazing difference and they've got that beautiful vision um and the other flip side is like oh my god you know and they just give and give and give um but it's yeah I mean imagine you'd make a dollar if you came in and went boom 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 at the start yes yeah that would be would you have any people working for you though that would be the question so it's like finding that balance I'm super proud so proud and so you should be so you should be um now is there anything that we've not talked about that you would like to share with any of our listeners out there Last no, words of wisdom. No, just be kind. <laughs> Kindness is always the key. That's, yeah. that's my thing. Yeah. And I think taking a moment to think about the situation, reflect on it, then how can you help? Or how can you help them, even if they're the ones coming to you with a problem? Do you know what I mean? Like, how can we make it, how can we change their mindset on that problem instead of fixing it? Yeah. Like changing their mindset, their story. And who they are. Like, or not who they are, sorry. Like what that actual challenge or thing is for that individual person right then standing in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, because I think one of the examples we were talking about earlier was like getting, like if somebody come to you and said, well, why do we need to do that but we're not paid for that? And, And that's our initial instinct to get really frustrated and angry and be like, well why do you always have to complain why do they think they need to get paid for everything why is this like such a big deal but all that was needed in that moment was just that compassion and that explanation yeah Yeah. for them to be able to do that (laughs) I love that all this growth and all this um, no well I wish you all the amazing success you're an amazing human and we'll need to do this again in 12 months time um, to talk about where your journey has gone and do you know what Lisa I think I found you on 
the uh, like a Google search. Yeah. When I'm freaking out about how to do this approved provider exam, so here I am, just randomly find you searching people. Yeah. Hire you to do that. Then I finally get this approved provider. I think you checked in. You sent me an email and said, "How did I go?" And I was like, "Yes, I finally got it." Then I start up business and then I research your page and think, "Oh, I should use her for a bit of a mentor." And then I started to use you for our right hand admin team mm. and I just think to myself I don't even know if I didn't run into you off Google by accident how my year would have actually been oh and I, so I, I'm so grateful that, oh. I, that I googled <laughs> that day that yeah day yeah because I got help and now I've had I don't know I've I feel like it's just been so nice to be able to chat to somebody in the industry that I could vent to you but I also knew that I had to just be a bigger person as well. Do you know what I mean? Like it was it's a really nice support and I think sometimes if we don't reach out for coaching or mentoring we wouldn't survive. Yeah. So sometimes you do have to just be like, you know what, this is worth it, getting a little bit of mentoring along the way so that it can help you to get there. Don't try and do it on your own. Oh, and that's our biggest thing. We don't want anyone out there feeling like they have to do it alone. Yeah. Like there are people out there. But I appreciate you so much. I'm so glad we met <laughs> um, when we did and our relationship that we have now. I'm so blessed and Thank thankful you. for you too. <laughs> no, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on today's episode, Candice. Um, and thank you all so much for listening out there. If there's any topics that you would like us to cover, we do have us Ask Us Anything on our website so www.platinumed.com.au and until next week keep making every moment count thanks for listening to the everything early childhood podcast if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and review we read them all. <laughs> to catch all the latest from me, your host, Lisa Brown, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Lisa Brown underscore Platinum Ed. Thanks again for listening. Keep making every moment count and I'll see you next time.